0: You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast with Steve Myers, Senior Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side West. Hello, welcome to Supply Side West 2019. Uh, the show is in full swing and I'm here with the guru of band testing, uh, certification Oliver Catlin president of the Banned substance control group thanks for joining us
1: Oliver thanks so much for having me excited to be here
0: yeah it's always a pleasure talking to you because you have your finger on the pulse of what's going on with all the crazy ingredients and <laughs> and, and and of course you're ahead of the curve because you guys do a lot of testing maybe give uh, the audience a little background of what you guys are all about and then we'll get into some of your new stuff
1: absolutely thanks BSCG has been around doing dietary supplement certification and testing now for 15 years we got a strong foundation, 30 year uh, history of doing sport drug testing. So we had dealt with a number of cases Uh, athletes testing positive for dietary supplements and really wanted to create a proactive solution. So that's what created BSCG, and so we've built off of that background in sport drug testing and are now doing label verification, quality control, GMP audits, and are excited to be launching a new certification specific to the hemp and CBD space as well.
0: Yeah, we had our big sports nutrition summit yesterday, and one of the things that came up Um, as far as uh, safety and athletes and drug-tested athletes, of course, which is your world. Absolutely. And uh, one of the situations was with the THC content and, you know, it's supposed to be below that certain magical threshold, but what if there's an accumulation situation? What if the product wasn't tightly controlled with quality control? And so, you know, some of those tests, some of those um, issues with, with products. And so when you look at, the hemp and CBD market Um, What are you seeing? Have you been testing products? I know the program's pretty new. Have you been
1: testing products? Like, what are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of variation out there? You know, we've launched our certification just about six months ago. We've got one client certified and four or five CBD. Uh, But we're really exciting. We've got a number of other clients that are interested and are coming to the program. It's new, so it's new to the space, and people are still trying to understand what we're doing and how it's unique. But we've, you know, with our banned substance testing background and sport drug testing background, we wanted to address one of the primary concerns any users of these products has, whether it's a sport athlete or even you know a professional who's subject to workplace drug testing. So uh, our approach to hemp and CBD certification started with drug testing protection. And it's really not, a, you know, the legal limit in regulations on hemp and CBD products uh, deal with percent limits on right. THC. And that's really not relevant. It's a daily dose limit and how much THC you're actually consuming and how much of that metabolizes uh, into what you can detect in a drug test. So. In our approach, we, have, we, we deal with the percent limit for regulatory control, but we have a second limit, a THC daily dose threshold, that provides the drug testing protection to users both in sport and workplaces drug testing. So if you use one of our certified products, right. you won't be at risk of, of testing positive in either of those realms.
0: Well, that's a fair point because the products are coming fast and heavy. I mean, I, I made a note yesterday in my presentation that um, so many sports-focused CBD products are coming out by athletes or former athletes. I mean, I couldn't even keep up with the number, and whatever I posted was just a sliver. And so, who knows what's going going on with all those products? But the other aspect that we we talked about yesterday, and I wanted to get your opinion on, when you look at um, WADA and the the sport that they control, whether sure. it's Olympics and FIFA, and we had um, a pro soccer player whose sister's on the U.S. women's national team, and she said that they all take. CBD, but they all stopped taking it during the World Cup, even though FIFA and Wada says it's uh-huh. okay because they didn't want anything to ruin that World Cup. But are you. Um when you look at the different leagues, NFL, NHL, and some of these leagues don't allow it, yet WADA does, is that creating kind of a weird
1: situation in the world of anti doping? It is. I mean, there's immense confusion in the anti doping realm around CBD products and what to do with them. Uh, the World Anti Doping Agency, a few years back, uh, t- accepted CBD and allowed it to be approved, but when they did that, uh, they still prohibit other cannabinoids. And as you know, you know full spectrum products and even a CBD isolate product, it's very difficult to get all of the other cannabinoids right. out. And so if WaDA, in a sense, has accepted the primary you know chemical component, but forgotten that there's other components that are also going to be in these products. So it's you're kind of in limbo now. Their actual language today says any preparation from cannabis is, uh, is illegal and prohibited, but they accept CBD, and even right there it's kind of an oxymoron since CBD, of course, is a preparation from cannabis. So that's a perfect demonstration of the struggles that are had in interpreting where this fits and whether it's important or not uh, to sport drug testing. Of course, the reality behind the scenes is that sport drug testing and other drug testing programs focus on THC and THC metabolites. Uh, They haven't focused on these other minor cannabinoids or even CBD. So before you even accepted CBD in the WADA system, they weren't testing for it. So you wouldn't test positive for CBD. It was banned, but it wasn't part of the scope of testing. Right. So, and that's still the case in other sport leagues for example like mlb or nfl where they're not testing for cbd uh, they're not testing for cbd they test for thc metabolites but cannabinoids are still prohibited so there you have another gray area where you may not test positive from taking a cbd product if you don't ingest enough thc right but you're still taking a banned substance And, you know, athletes don't want to take banned substances, to your point. That's why they stopped taking these things before the Olympics just for risk management's sake. And it's so what we're trying to do is really use our expertise in sport drug testing and also quality control and and address the issues that consumers have, the quality control concerns. We want to make sure you're not going to test positive. We want to make sure we test for the cannabinoids so you get what you're actually trying to take. Uh, we want to make sure they're free of heavy metals, pesticides, solvents, and other things. We test for synthetic cannabinoids. And, of course, we test for our full list of drug-testing contaminants, of prohibited substances, and other prescription drugs. So it's, really, it's, a, it's a complete quality control approach for the hemp and CBD industry. We deal with claims, uh, GMP. We look at hemp sourcing. So at the end of the day, you get a total package that can really build the trust in your consumers.
0: Well, from a federal standpoint... The claims seem to be the the trigger point, but when you when we talked about not testing for CBD specifically, but for THC, there was an interesting tidbit of information about the NHL, and we had an, a former NHL player talk about his um, experience with CBD since retirement. But the NHL, you can't use CBD, but they don't even test for THC. So how are they going to know whether you're taking
1: CBD? Are they, you know... And this is the difficulty between what's banned in a sport and what they actually test for, and that you found out that reality in that particular realm of sport. Um, So that's, you know, you're not... (laughs) The of prohibited lists and the other, you know, lists that are used in professional sports and so forth outline what you're going to test for, but it's, you know, there's also the metabolites and all the other components of that. So it's, it's, it doesn't end with just the list. Sure. So, and it's, it's also interpretation of the list. And that's a big so. point. And, and
0: so when you decide to put together this program and there is somewhat of a confusion and there are different leagues doing different things, did it make it challenging for you to say, this is what we're going to do? as a certification testing program?
1: Certainly. I mean, it's we knew we were getting into a challenging arena with this product as a whole that's had the reputation it has for many years and has been stigmatized. But that's part of the excitement we have in dealing with this industry because we can really use our expertise to help build the trust in these products. And it's, it's the quality control concerns and contamination concerns that make people worried about this product. It's not the product itself. So if we can you know use our expertise to eliminate those concerns you know we can help build trust in you know the products that are really trying to be premium good quality products for the industry so
0: well it's great for the industry that you have this program that you um, you know recently put out there and it's going to grow for sure and it's something that's very needed but on a final note you always have your finger on the pulse of what's going on and ingredients that could be problematic in the realm in which you work. And every time I see, I always kind of have to catch up with something that's new. (laughs) Is there anything new out there that I should, that I should uh, keep an eye on or keep my ears Uh, open for any new ingredients?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I've tracked diet, the dietary supplement industry and some of the regulatory concerns and issues, you've had pro-hormones. Those are obviously related to steroids. And you know, once that hole got sort of plugged, we had the SARM revolution, right. you know, alternatives to steroids come up. And it's they've supplement makers who are looking to put out those kinds of heavy-duty performance enhancement products are looking at the WADA categories and they're particularly looking at a categories that don't have examples. So take myostatin inhibitors today. There's one example, folistatin of a myostatin inhibitor it comes from eggs. It's right. a natural product. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you're getting an example like that. It is an effective myostatin inhibitor as well, but it's, it's creeping into the, the natural product space and starting to ask a lot of questions about, ingredients and where they fit. So green tea extract, a well-known myostatin inhibitor. Is green tea extract prohibited or not if a myostatin inhibitor is is part of the list. So you know we also have, you know, we've had lots of interest in energy products and fat burners, and Always. there's a new category uh, of water prohibited substance called AMPK activators. It's essentially a new category of fat burners that are non-stimulant. Um, And there's a whole host of natural product ingredients that would qualify as AMPK activators. You're already seeing products with specifically named on the package as AMPK activators. They're targeting the category. So, you know, I spend a lot of my time evaluating ingredients and trying to interpret whether they're appropriate for sport or not. And when you get into those types of questions uh, and deal with the the realm of of ingredients and stuff that's coming out of the natural product realm, it's trickling closer and closer to these banned categories, making our interpretation harder. And of course, one of the things we really want to do is is help to differentiate what really is harmful and something that should be pursued as a prohibited substance, and natural products that maybe shouldn't. Right. Um, and you know that's we a like tough job. It. it is a tough job. But. And,
0: and and the detail of inf- the detailed information from Wada and Usada isn't always there. It's sort of these broad categories, and so it's really open to some wild interpretation. But, uh, you know, I always love talking to you. We always love catching up with you. There's always so much going on in this area of sport and even just the greater dietary supplement industry. Thanks for sharing uh, what what you guys are doing in the hemp CBD because that's all anyone's talking about, really. So it's nice to see you guys are doing something there, and we appreciate your joining us. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate being part of it. Mm -hmm. And thank everyone for tuning in uh, from Supply Side West 2019. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West.